Welcome, Welcome to another episode of Driving, Driving to the Res, Res with, with your, your favorite, favorite hosts, Inelia and Larry. Cool. Yay! Pee-wee. We're back. Oh, and Peavy, definitely Peavy. Yeah, she's right here. Yep, she's inseparable. <laughs> I heard she was sleeping on your face last night. Oh, she was trying for sure all night. Because why? The awning on the side of the camper was emptying its load of water because it was raining. Yay! <laughs> Finally rain. Every five minutes, it would just dump all the water. Crash! Boom! Crash! And she would jump and run at my face and shake all over, nervous, trembling. I'm going... (laughs) (laughs) She has the cutest little growl. Well, you're safe from falling water. She'll protect well. I think you needed to do the protecting. I had to do the protecting. I had to get up and, first of all, let her out. Also, she didn't go restroom before she went to bed. Uh, forgot to take her out. And then, um, um, so she needed that first. And then I pulled the awning in. I had to find the button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not where you expected, is it? No, no, it's by the stairs, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I found it and pulled it in and then we were able to get some sleep. However, uh, when we were doing all that, Theodora decided to arrive. <laughs> Like soaking wet. Soaking wet, yep. And she jumped on the bed and started pawing and purring and getting attention. I think she must have been hungry or something. She. And then PB was trying to get Theodora, our cat, off of me. And Theodora wasn't paying any attention. He was pushing harder. Yeah. Took quite the night. Yep. And I went on all night, so I didn't get much sleep last night. How do you feel this morning? Tired. I feel tired. Tired? Yeah. How are you going to recover from it? Well, I've made sure I drank plenty of water and we've had food. So the other parts are covered, right? The three things, you know? Plenty of well, I know about those three things. You tell everybody else. What three things? Uh, I was about to. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's plenty of sleep. Plenty of water so you're hydrated and plenty of food so your belly's full. Those give your physical body a lot of strength. So if you're weak on one, make sure that you top up on the others. But if you have two or more or all three that are down, you're very easily hijacked into low frequency engagements. Wow. That's called your open doors? Uh, physical open doors to negativity, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So if you, yeah. You get, you cover your physical body with good stuff, then it's harder for you to get pulled into low frequency engagements. It's not impossible, because it's always a choice, but it's, it's, it's harder. So that's a responsible thing to do if you know that you haven't got sleep, is make sure you drink some water and um, have some good food. Yeah, drink plenty of water during the day, have some nice food, make sure you don't get hungry. And if you can, get a nap in. During the day too. That, that sounds good. Yeah. I was talking to somebody, they were just talking about that, that they had uh, not got much sleep, but they got a nap in, so they're all fine. Yeah. And they were pretty happy and chipper. Mm-hmm. So that does work. It does, yeah. I think there's a whole um, civilization. Several. <laughs> or several who are uh, 
fond of that, stay up late at night, and then take a nap in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matches their environment. Yep. Hot environments, usually. <laughs> they sleep through the hottest part of the day, and then get up and have a nice cool evening and night time to do things in. Anything else on your mind? Um, we were talking, going to talk about a couple of things that are interesting. You said what's been happening this week in our lives. Yeah, we had a pretty full week, really. Yeah, it's been super interesting. Very nice week. I think it started with the Sunday brunch at our community land. Yeah. That was really nice. There's, was it there's, there? Our Sunday brunch was here at the Shamshack. Oh, it was, yeah. But then we went over there. But That's then we right. Went to yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it does turn out to be an important thing to at least once a week gather with your tribe. Yeah, totally. Physically meet and have hang a meal out. and have a hangout and mm-hmm. have a high frequency reconnection connection. Yeah, totally. Be there, be there yeah. with each other, for each other, around each other. You know, maybe do a meditation. We'd never do, but oh, so I think once or twice we did in the yeah, past. Yeah, once or twice we did. Yeah. Some form of a gathering. Yeah. That's regular and scheduled. Keeps you connected, keeps you in tune with each other, right? Right, Keep... because otherwise lone wolves will have a tendency oh, to say, yep, care. I'm part of this great group, but you know. The last time I saw them, we said a year ago. Six months ago or so, but I really like them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a tendency for sure. So we had our our Sunday, and um, went to our fossil beach and found, well, you found almost a whole lobster claw, didn't you? Yeah. Stuck yeah. in a rock, and I found a... billion-year-old lobster claw. billion-year-old lobster <laughs> claw, and I found a clam, a giant clam stuck in a rock, so it still has the rock. It's still yeah, got that's the rock really attached good. to it. Yeah. I like that quite a lot. And Brett's swinging in the hammock a thousand feet above the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says, okay, guys, go ahead, go to the beach, but don't stay out after dark. Yes, he did. <laughs> I'll stay up here and swing. You guys go collect rocks. But how long are you going to be? Seven hours? Eight hours? <laughs> and we were two. Yeah. I don't know if we call that a good start of the week or a good end of the week. What do you call it? Uh, Sunday, I suppose, traditionally in the Western mind, is the end of the week, so... So that was a good end of the week. Yeah, but I, the way that I was seeing it was the start of the week. <laughs> yeah, me too. So that was cool. I think our next uh, next thing for the week, besides a couple of days off, what did we do on our days off? Worked. <laughs> we did a lot of planting of trees and taking care of flowers and stuff like that. Oh, you made a... Um, Magic trellis, remember? Oh yeah. Next yeah. to the next to the wood pile. Yeah, so bought some jasmine plants yeah. online. They arrived quite a while ago and they were suffering a bit on in their little tubs because we hadn't planted them out yet. And um and then the other day we decided, okay, it's time. And for the trellis we picked up some um branches that have fallen off trees, um during the winter, that were cut up into smaller pieces of alder trees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they were alder and there was some other kind of tree. 
I don't know what it's even called. Oh yeah, the other one it's is really a pine or something. Yeah, yeah. Pine. I don't know if it was a pine. It's the one that you know, the three of them that one of them fell down. Yeah. And um, uh, we made a little kind of three or four sticks sticking three out stick, each on each. Tell us next to the thing, yeah, yeah. and then and yeah. then we grabbed our box full of. I mean. We must have 10,000 rocks. Yeah, pretty fossils and rocks. Fossil rocks and shells and whatnots. And I uh, had uh, Brett and I give us a string and said, all right, tie some dingly bits. Yep, dingly ones. We tied ones together shells and, and stones and stick them there. fossils onto, onto strings and then hung them from the sticks. And it's just like a little magical spot. It is. It's super magical now. It's super nice. It looks gorgeous. It really looks great. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we had uh, homeschooling on how to build a chicken-proof fence. Yes. <laughs> so I guess our homeschool for Brett was a magical trellis and chicken fencing. Yes, chicken fencing. transplanting. Trees. Oh, plants. Plants, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really good at digging holes now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you ask him, let's go plant something, he says, okay, where do you want the hole? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and how big deep. How deep, how big. Yeah. So you planted a couple of trees too, didn't you? Yep. Oh. Pomegranate trees are guaranteed to fruit in Alaska during the snowstorms. Well, so we're hoping the best. We'll see. <laughs> also a white oak. Yes. That was another story. Our groomie here. Um, one of, I, know, I think it was an old owl decided to exit the planet and come and live at the Shaman Shack forever, so got in front of Arumi's car. Yeah, that was quite traumatic for him. Dramatic. <laughs> so we did ceremony, harvested the wings and tail, and then put him to rest in the back on the Shaman Shack, where we have our power animals. And um, we decided on a white, an, a white oak on it to generate and to expand the energies of the owl medicine. Owl medicine, yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, then we had um, magic and food. Yes. Yeah. So in our private students are learning mysticism and the class this week was how to create a magical meal, as in a spell-filled meal. And all the ins and outs, you know, the, the basic stuff is do not do magic that violates the free will of others. Yeah, that would be called dark magic. Yes, <clears throat> yes, dark magic. So you don't want that. You want the the light magic, and that always has free will in, integrated into it. So when the one of the books that... Um, we got a while back by Scott Cunningham. I love Scott Cunningham. He's so awesome. All his books are amazing. The Magic in Food. If you want to learn the basics of uh, cook magic cooking, get that book. It's, yeah. I highly recommend it. I read through it and, I mean, I was like, wow, that's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. This includes the ingredients. Each ingredient has, you know, like crystals are like, um, <laughs> this crystal rose crystal is good for heart. Well, this food, um, this bean is good for X, Y, Z. And yeah. this herb is 
supportive of XYZ. Yeah. So you can craft an interesting meal using these ingredients. Yeah. Integrate them all into the dish and then imbibe the dish with the magic and then, you know, the magic goes to you. Uh-huh. And geez, there yeah. you go. And if you're making a group um, meal, like a, mo- a lot of people are going to eat it, so a couple of things you can do. Is One of them is that you make sure that the spell is aimed at a certain subject or, for example, I want to be healthy or or I want to be rich or I want to be have a great relationship or I want to have a great project, successful project of some sort. And then when you're serving the food, you can tell the other people, hey, this is a magical meal. It has this intent, and you can tell them the intent, mm-hmm. and then say, if you eat it, you can, if you want, support that intent through your body ingesting this food. But if you don't want to, it's just going to be a nice meal. Cool. That covers the free will part. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. You just don't do it in secret. Right, right. It always backfires because it's, you know, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> On the other hand, do you also do keep secret some parts of it. Yeah, so the spell that you put in, you don't share it publicly, you don't share it with people who are not involved in your meal or eating it or ingesting it or whatever, so you don't make it public, basically. You keep it close to your chest like you would any manifestation that you want to bring into the planet. You only share it with very high-frequency co-creators, people who are involved in it. And if they're not involved in it, they have no no business uh, <laughs> knowing what you're you've been up to. Well, that can also start to um, like um, interfere with it to the degree that when they join in and they don't believe it, they're like cancel clearing yep. it and yep. making it less powerful, less exactly. capable, less focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things that make it just basically less. Right. right. So that's why. Yep. And that's true with all of your manifestations, in a sense, right? Absolutely, yes. You don't go blabbing about, hey, I want this uh, beautiful blah, 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 <laughs> to uh, someone who hates you so much. They're like, you don't deserve it, and I don't think you get it, and I don't want you to have it. <laughs> right. It's like, geez, well, thanks for the support. Not. Right. right. On the other hand, you know, there are people in the world who do support you and love you mm-hmm. and are, you know, I guess. Find those people. Boosters, <laughs> boosters of yours. Boosters yes. of your ideas and maybe even they want something similar too. Mm-hmm. And they join you in the manifestation and they join your power and their power together. Exactly. Those are the ones you want in your life, yeah? Yep. And sometimes those are the ones that you want in your life. Does that include the ones that are not living still? Um, you know, the other side can be supportive. Um, but they cannot affect the physical reality unless they go into somebody's body mm. or into their energy field and manipulate it, which is, I, I don't think it's a positive thing, personally speaking. Some years back, I, um, jokingly said to somebody, um, I was telling them that I was going to do an event, right? Mm-hmm. And she said she was she's an old an old girl of mystic, you know. And she said, "Well, if you like, on the, I find that my events they don't get very full. But if all these people who are like mediums who um, or channelers who um, 
get possessed, they get lots and lots of crowds, you know, thousands upon thousands, even millions go to their places or throughout the year to their events. And I said, oh, okay, then, so I'll just become a channeler and a medium then, <laughs> right? And I was just joking. I wasn't serious. And she said, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's totally not worth it. And I said, what do you mean? She says, well, if you look at each and every one of those people, they're always sick. And eventually mm. they die very young. So don't do it. Like, oh, that's interesting. That must be like a program or something. So I started looking at it. And I found that it's not 100% true because some of them that stay high frequency and in control of their physical body do pretty well with the channeling. But yeah, they were like the great majority would either be bringing in misinformation, but also they were sickly, you know, they were like um, always with flus and colds and this and the other. So that's really fascinating. And so, well, my physical body is not, wasn't the strongest at the time. It's way stronger now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, I, don't know, I was only joking, but yeah, I wouldn't even consider it. And um, so in that way, say like a spirit can affect an individual, especially people who drink alcohol. You can be guaranteed if a person's drinking a glass of wine or, or a kind of beer, there's a spirit or, or, or a thousand around them push, trying to push in. And as soon as that goes into the body, it's over. <laughs> they do. And they can affect you. You know, it's like, People well, they, talk they, about they it. They do affect your mood and your mm-hmm. mood and your emotions are kind of brick and mortars of your manifestation. Yeah. So if you have the a high frequency um, entourage of non-physical support, doesn't that support your emotion? Yes, yes. Yeah. They can support you, but it, you're in control, right? right? So right. your entourage, your non-physical entourage can support you, but you are always in control and they can't really affect you without your conscious agreement. So if you get guidance saying, hmm, you should plant that tree right now, otherwise it's going to die, then you plant it, right? How about your low frequency entourage? Exactly. So if, I, if they, they say, you know, you too. should go down the street and shoot everybody, that's a low frequency entourage. I remember or somebody said to me... Or go down the street me, and buy some beer. Yes, that's a low frequency entourage too. Uh, I remember once a lady asked me, um, how do I tell the difference? I hear voices, she said, but how do I tell the difference between being psychotic and psychotic to me would mean that they're possessed by low frequency entities? Mm. Or, um, is this is my guys and angels high frequency, um, entourage. And I said, well, are they telling you to harm yourself or others? <laughs> so, oh, no, no, never, no, no. Okay, then it's your high frequency entourage. Because <laughs> guaranteed, the low frequency one, it's going to be guiding you to harm yourself or others, including, yeah, going down to get some beer or whiskey or whatever. Yeah. Or drugs. As the country song said, friends in low places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's very clear. So in that way, the, the unconscious low frequency ones can affect the physical universe through a person via possession. The high-frequency entourage can affect the physical universe through support of the person's intense, high-frequency intense of manifestation and life. And then the um, higher self part comes in because I hear so many times, well, my 
higher self decided I'm going to have these experiences or something mm-hmm. or the higher self made the ultimate choice or, or something like that. But, um, what do you get? What, can you clear that part up? I think we talked about that a little bit a couple of times now, but when you think about low frequency guide or a high frequency guide, you think about non-physical entities and entourages and things like that and higher selves. Yeah. One of the red flags when a person speaks about their higher self is when they speak about it in the third person. Yeah, exactly. My higher self choice or my higher self told me to do this, this and the other. And it's a vocabulary we use in the West and it was fine. I was using it until I realized, wait, they really think that this is a third person. Their higher self is something else or yeah, someone else. or yeah, a, like a god or something. Uh, not like, them. Not them. Higher, person. Even though the word says self in it, it wasn't absolutely clear to them that mm. it's self. So now I explain it in a different way and I say your broader consciousness, your broader consciousness, and AKA higher self. <laughs> your broader consciousness, your, your, you, your broader consciousness, expanded with awareness, some expanded awareness. Yeah. Your, right. your expanded awareness, broader consciousness, AKA higher self. You. Yeah. Because you, I know it's so bizarre because I thought it was clear. I thought it was clear with the self word self in it. I thought it was obvious, but no, it isn't. It is not obvious. Trust me. No, it isn't. No, the higher self is another person (laughs) who knows better than you, lower self, what to do. Where's the boss of your lower self? But it's actually the carrier outer of the choices. Well, well, not not really. Carrier outer of the choices. I don't. I don't think that's the right word. Mm-hmm. What I mean is that um, the decisions that you've made to have as experiences, the higher self, and call you, you corral yourself to keep you in where you've chosen to have experiences of. Yeah. To keep the experience current to what you've chosen to have. Yeah. So when you make the choice at whatever level you make it, and it aligns with, um, you know, the experience you want to have, right? And tie it up with the other bit that we just spoke about. Guaranteed, if you're drinking alcohol, yeah, it's not your little self or your higher self that's in charge of your life. Guaranteed. It's another self. <laughs> it's a different, that's a third self. That's a yeah. third self that ain't yeah. your higher self. Yes, that's a different entity completely. Um, yeah. Well, the mechanisms of it are interesting to talk about, but mm-hmm. the basic... um the basic start of it was get some good rest, good food, good water, mm-hmm. and then have a good life. Yeah. Have the experiences you want Stay to Stay away from drugs and alcohol. I guess. <laughs> that part. Yeah. And then uh, keep your entourage clear and high frequency yeah. and your co-creators clear and high frequency. Mm-hmm. Then you can have a... Fabulous life. Fabulous life. Yeah. If a fabulous life is what you're after. Yes. What about those who are after, you know, the other stuff? Like They can drink alcohol, watch TV all day, get full of fearful news and to ingest it all day long, take drugs and other, other low-frequency um, so-called medications, self-medicate, and boom. That can be the victims of all kind of yeah. drama. Yeah, totally. Hmm. They can do it very... Yeah, they have to work at it. They have to do all those things. All right, all right, but right. But they manage it. Wow. I mean, when you put it like that, it's so clear and so obvious, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's how clear and obvious it actually is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
But then we uh, like to put in these little gray areas. Yes, yes, but it's like my only pleasure in life, this one glass of wine I have only with meals. <laughs> right. Does that not count or what? Um, what do you mean does not count for what? For inviting in a low frequency Of course, it's engagements. just, of course, it's alcohol is going to bring in an entity. Why is they call alcohol? It, they call it spirits for a reason. Is it because alcohol alters your frequency, alters your level of awareness? Or what is it specifically yeah. about alcohol that yeah. invites in that type of experience? I mean, mm. I understand how uh, high-frequency water charged with the blue glass or charged with crystals or even a sigil or expression of love beamed at it, you know, by your cell, you programmed your water to be high frequency, how you can stir it with the direction like your tea and give it some structure or put it through the magnetic swirler thing, give it some structure and our little Mayu water carafe, give it some structure. But what is it about alcohol or drugs even? Is it the altering of the state of consciousness that's play what i is think the, partly what is yes uh when i look at it, it feels also that it has to do with the fact that these things are poisons like extreme poisons bacteria poop <laughs> or pee well they're poisons to the physical body as soon as you ingest Toxins, it you, you're yeah. you put in you're killing cells you're killing senses you're killing things you're altering right? your water too alcohol yes. and water actually you know in our gasoline now mm-hmm not our gasoline, because we get the ethanol-free gas, but most gasoline is mixed with ethanol, which is corn alcohol. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about that? No. Well, now you have. Oh. And alcohol and water are go hand-in-hand, hand, kind of. Uh, if you have gasoline and you have water, the water and the gas don't ever mix. Mm-hmm. They separate each other, and there's, like, gas floats on top of the water, so there's... Um, little drains in the bottom of airplane wings, and they open those, and the water comes out because wow. because when airplanes go up in the sky, it gets really cold. Come down, it's warm. Up and down, all that up and down, and makes the water condensate, mm. come out of the atmosphere and the air and all that, and then it gets into the gas. So they have to drain it every time. They have a little cock, pet cock thing. Wow! So in your car, same things happening, and uh, if you notice. In our chainsaws and our lawnmowers and our machines like that, if we don't run them, they, the, they stop, they stop working very good. And that's because the water gets in the gas, gets in the carburetor, and in that little water, algae grows and things like that. And then it clogs up all the little stuff that the gas is supposed to come out of, and then you try and go and nothing happens. Mm. So we use gas that doesn't have the ethanol in it, but ethanol is alcohol, alcohol mixes with and absorbs the water in gas so it mixes with gas and it mixes with water mm. so it incorporates the water in the gas but it also kind of attracts it mm. so if you drink alcohol it is going to incorporate into your structured water and alter mm. it plus also dehydrate you right um it like takes the water out of you that's basically dehydrating because structured water is the water that sticks in your body that's what your cell walls and things mm. are made of yeah and if you drink alcohol it's like Dissolves all your cell structures mm -hmm. <laughs> and all the water seeps out of you. And yeah, you got to go to the bathroom a lot. Yep. 
And the medical advisor, they say, oh, have a glass of red wine with every meal every day and you, you're you going to be living until you're 150. Um, I would say that's total BS. <laughs> yeah, I think that is too, because I've seen those, I'll drink ones with dinners, turns into all just, well, the bottle's open, we might as well finish it. <laughs> well, yes, but also, even one glass is going to harm you. Alcohol that has nothing positive about it. No. Nothing positive. And if you want well, the antioxidants... Well, it does have something positive. If you want the antioxidants, get some grape juice. <laughs> it does have something positive. Alcohol oh, yeah? is very, very good at pulling the essences out of herbs and things like that. Yeah. And then you boil the alcohol off, and then you have the essence of the herb, right? Yep. So if you have those tinctures... But, yeah, don't ingest them. So how do you use an <clears throat> alcohol tincture? A tincture is... Like they use high test alcohol and they put mm-hmm. the herbs or the ingredient in there and that pulls the essence of the whatever yeah. is out of it. And then you can use it because now it's available to your body, but it's still full of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, remember I once I made an elixir and I made it with alcohol, very high grade alcohol. And uh, the way to ingest it is you put a few drops in a glass, you put boiling water in the glass or cup and you stir it. Make sure that the glass is open mouth and the top is wider than the bottom. And, and then it's you like stir. a coffee glass, so it's not going to break. Right. Because you put yes. boiling water in some glasses, they'll smash. They'll smash, yeah. Then you stir it and all the alcohol will be evaporated. Don't stand on top of it. <laughs> You'll be ingested. <laughs> uh, stir it really well and all the alcohol will be gone. Let it cool down and then drink it or give it to your baby or whatever it is that you need to. Yeah, that's yeah. the... I've seen the... And we have some mushroom tinctures we got sent to the shaman shack. And that would be how we use those. Get some boiling hot water, drip the alcohol drops of the mushroom tinctures in there, stir it. The alcohol evaporates. For some reason, when it's hot, it evaporates. It doesn't like absorb into the water. But anyway, it's That's because alcohol's boiling point temperature is way lower than water. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, when you put boiling water in there, it um, evaporates all the alcohol and the water stays. Excellent. This is a good time to be using uh, mushroom tinctures, by the way. Why? Well, because they support your body. They support your body? Right, and running around the planet right now are a lot of fear and terror and actually um, our own friends coming back from town trips, I mean... They like got spiked all over spike protein or whatever the <laughs> heck graphene. Who knows what it is? But <laughs> when they uh, are associating with a certain selection of uh, individuals who've chosen the light dark paradigm to continue into, uh-huh. who've chosen by their own hand to um, ingest certain substances, yeah, they seem to be like. Uh, I don't know. They they impact you. Yeah, they do. They impact you in a way that is it's changes. What was that? What was that doctor's name we were listening to yesterday? Do you remember that lady? The one that's changing. That used to work used to work in um, Pfizer or something like that, and she found all the autographing stuff. Yeah, all the data and. Oh, she's the. 
she's uh yeah. Can't remember her name. Is she a doctor? I think she was a doctor. She? Well, no, what she was. Well, I don't believe that she was a doctor, but she's uh, she has a business, a company, and her job, her company, evaluates each um, medicines. Mm-hmm. The one that that compares the outcomes, like evidence based doctor one, or the one who says. I worked there and I looked at the patents and I looked at the things because my job is to check out the intellectual properties mm-hmm. of each jug and then make sure that it isn't like impacted by somebody else's or, you know, yeah. do the legal thing and then come up with a nice um, advertising thing to yeah. do it or whatever. That right, because what they were saying was that um, some of the protocols indeed were no exchange of bodily fluids with people who got the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if they did, they had to report it and stay away from pregnant women. If you were being, if you're getting the, uh, if you're in the test jab, group yeah. for the jab thing on the trial, second, uh-huh. third trial, whichever one it is, I think it's first trial, you weren't allowed to be in contact with anybody physically. And if you were, you had to report it and definitely not allowed to be in contact with anybody who was pregnant. I know. Because you were shedding. Yeah. They knew that the shedding was a thing and yeah, that it was a problem, they so did. they didn't want that to be in their trial as a reported issue. Exactly. So yeah. they made sure that you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and if you did, then you would get kicked out of the trial. Yeah. And they took everyone in the trial who was the control and gave them it as well. So there is no control anymore. So right. all of the um, effects are hidden because yeah. there's no control, of course. So it's not like we when talk about anyway. shedding is like a theory or whatever is, you know, no, it's, not it's, a, it's part of the official documentation. They know that it happens and they yeah. know. But like everything else, it it's like, yeah, that. so the, well, we're talking about the health issues around that, right? Right, so to support your body through yeah. it, for whatever reason it doesn't, and it isn't a contagion thing, but it's an exposure to a toxin thing. Toxic. Your effect. body is your body um, Wait, wait, wait. But if you do exchange bodily fluids with this person, would that be a contagion? Or well, a toxin? contagion is t- contagion is traditionally thought of as little squigglies that you pass out of your body into somebody else's body, mm-hmm. like organisms and things. Yeah. Okay. So if you had, let's say, let's say I went outside and I went and painted the bottom of the boat, and I got lead and arsenic and copper. And fumes. This fumes from and particles. The paint and all that particles from the I would dusting get sick all over my body. All over my body. And then I came and gave you a big hug. Yeah. There's no, sick. there's no bacteria on there. There's no, no viruses on there. There's no. no, none of that. It's just toxins that you are sensitive to. Yes, that highly sensitive. I'm maybe less sensitive to. Yeah. Or more. It depends on the thing. But basically, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Some form of toxin. It's toxic to you, and some people are more sensitive than others to it. So the way to handle it is to have your body capable of flushing the toxins. And your body flushes toxins through the normal routes of things going out. Right. Sweat, You breathe pee. it, you sweat it, you pee or poop it. Poop or it. In the case of where those things don't get enough of it out, your liver gets it out, mm-hmm. your kidneys gets it out. It It needs to be excreted. So things that support the excretion process are these... Wonderful mushrooms, vitamin D somehow, vitamin C somehow, 
ADK. Good water, vitamin ADK. And this is not medical advice. This is all over the internet. Yeah, this is just... Well, I mean, go and have a look at Dr. Cohen's look around. work. <laughs> Dr. Cohen has been sharing information like this and a lot of other doctors yeah, as well. Yeah, lots of other doctors. Mm-hmm. Right. So avoid the toxins by supporting your body, its ability to flush the toxins. Oh, and that was the uh, red light sauna. That oh, yes. also too, helped. Yeah. Because most of us nowadays, well, I don't know about most of us, but many of us nowadays don't actually work to sweat. We don't right. exert ourselves <laughs> until we actually get to sweating. That's true. So the ultraviolet. Oh, so what about exercise then? Infrared light. Exercise to get, uh, you know. Oh yeah, get yourself a bike and head on down the road. Yeah. Not an electric bike, don't count. Okay, not electric bikes. (laughs) Pedal. (laughs) Pedal till you sweat. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, and you can do projects like building project. I mean, yesterday I mowed the grass and, you know, I have a riding mower. Yeah. I very rarely sweat. Only if it's sunny. This one is a push mower, and oh my gosh, I was sweating like, oh my gosh, I was sweating. Because I had about half acre, an acre of grass and <laughs> weeds and bushes over stony rocks on our res- yeah. on the res. Yeah. <laughs> we had to mow it or else. Well, I'm kind of trying to build up a layer of biological oh, humus yeah. type trimmings and things so that the grass seeds that are laid all over the place will actually sprout into grasses. Mm-hmm. And it's working. It takes, uh, takes the work and it feels good when you're done and you did a little bit of sweat. Yeah. Which brings me to another project. We have a lot of projects to keep ourselves busy. And we have a lot of people, so we have even double the projects to keep ourselves busy. But in this case, one of the projects had to do with the... Um, well, it had to do with mirror magic, remember? Yes, mirror magic and also contacting the departed... Contacting the departed. And also having a look-see, you know, any other entities in your entourage, really. It helps with that, too. And I betcha we can probably even contact our um, Lemurian friends. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Because a portal, our portal, a portal is a portal. <laughs> portal is a portal, and our portal is, um, quite honestly, a little... No Lemurian can walk out of the bushes yet that I'm remembering. Yeah. So, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> add a little bit of sizzle to this whole process. Yeah. So we are, each evening I usually read a chapter or two of a book, whatever we are interested in at the time. Um, last week or the week before, it was a, a Raymond Moody. He wrote a book called Reunions, which explores magic or mirror magic and scrying and um, crystals and contacting departed loved ones. And in his specific focus, you know, he specifically focuses on afterlife, I think. Yeah, afterlife and mirror magic. And yeah. I liked his book. One of the things I liked about his book is that he really researched the methodology and how to do it using mirrors. Yeah. And found lots of cultures where they used to do that. <laughs> and he put together how to create a room, right? Right, he called it a a word that we'd never heard. Yeah, psychomantum. Psycho psychomantium. Yeah, like psychomantum. Creating your own psychomantium. One of the interesting things about that, I thought, was as we read that chapter, with very few exceptions, basically what he created was what we have here at the Shaman Shack, mm-hmm. plus 
one room that has the mirror and it's a magical setup. Yeah. So what do we have here at the Shaman Shack? Beautiful scenery. Uh-huh. We have um, objects that are um, spiritual, mystical, toy, enjoy, move you out of your day, 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 your everyday life. Like Stimulate an altered stimulating state. Stimulating an altered state of consciousness, right? right. The yeah. Art, beautiful arts on the wall and pictures and images and yeah. objects. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you come here... There's the the spiral labyrinth and portal of Murian and tall trees and yeah, it's gorgeous giant fields have, and all that. It takes you. It, it, it can transport you out of your mundane day into a different mm-hmm. experience of reality. Yep. So that's basically what he created: a space and a place like that with acreage. And, and in addition to that, was one room dedicated to this mirror. This mirror device set at an angle and arranged in a way so that when you look in it, you don't see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, you just see a black and curtain. And black curtains around you and a small wattage light. Yeah. That just allows enough light to, you know. To see. <laughs> so it's not dark. Right. But all you see in the mirror is the black Reflections of a curtain, Reflected yeah. in it. And then after some time, going through the little process that he describes, an actual apparition will come out of the mirror. Or yes. you will experience yourself going into the mirror. Yeah, it's interesting, or, isn't it? It's been, you know, different people later. had different. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that was an inter- interesting experience, and so immediately, as an instant manifester, I decided it's time for us to have a magic mirror in our life. Yep. And immediately we found giant, beautiful mirrors for ten bucks each. Ten bucks. Yeah. I was like, my God. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. The lady said, yeah, people want the, it comes with a, a cabinet thing underneath, but people want the cabinet, but they don't want the mirror. So we have all these extra mirrors here. <laughs> oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. I figure it out. I it's know. Like, this mirror said. should go for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and, uh, minimum. They're $10 each. Really? Yeah. She said, well, yeah. And which one do you want? Which design? I said, both. I'll take them both. Here's your 20 bucks. Put them in the back of the truck and the back of the truck, you know, have a full size truck. Yeah. The mirror filled up the back They've, of the truck. Yeah, they did. That's how big they are. Yeah. So one good thing with that, I mean, it was an orchestration to get to those mirrors. Yeah. We were, um, we go to town, we have a tribe and we say, Hey, anybody need anything in town? Let us know. Oh, I need this. I need that picked up. Yeah. So that's how we ended up at a, the most fast. I mean, that's a cool furniture store. That has so much beautiful things. That made me oh, feel like, gosh. oh, I think it's time we redecorate the shaman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need some of these things. Yeah. But yeah, we found our mirrors, brought them home, put them in the garage, and then I looked around the shaman shack for a place to put them. We don't have one. Well, I thought we did. We don't. But it turns out we do not. Absolutely do not. You so we talked about, we talked about building a shed. Wait, 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 wait. What? I was going to share one of the rules with the mirror magic so other people don't oh, accidentally yes. do it also. Yes. Because you remember we were in bed mm. one night and I said, how about we use that mirror? It's right next to the bed. Oh, my God. And what did you say? Oh, my God. How could you even think that? Oh, my God. Don't do that. Well, explain why because I'm not <laughs> the only one who doesn't know why. Because once you activate the mirror, it becomes a portal. And some people say old mirrors are portals. 
So you actually should do this every night with any mirrors in your house to cover them up. Because once it's a portal, it's a portal. And a portal is a door, right? And you don't want to be walking through or looking into that uh, or having that door portal open 100% of the time. Especially not while you're in between sleep. Especially when you're asleep. Especially not in your own damn bedroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I mean... It makes sense when you just explain yeah, it, but at yeah. the time it's so, sitting there, it's like, ooh, there's a mirror right there, let's do I it know. now. We do have mirror, like the, this, um, this camper came with mirrors inside the bedroom. It's a, a cupboard that has mirrors on it. And, um, but I was taught early on that you absolutely do not have mirrors in your bedroom. Mm. And if you do, you have to cover them every night. Which is not something we actually do, so we should be more diligent about that for sure. But yeah, absolutely do not do <laughs> like spirit work or portal work inside your bedroom. That's the worst idea. Okay, so then I went to the uh, instant manifesting of finding a different mirror, right? And then we found our mirrors, 10 bucks each, through orchestrations with our co-creatives. Mm-hmm. And I brought them home, mm-hmm. and then I went outside, and I got them out of the storage and brought them into the shaman shack because I found the perfect wall, the only place they would fit. That's why it's the perfect wall. <laughs> and uh, Ixnay on that one as well. I was like, how about here, honey? And he said, what would you say? No, you can't put it there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's like, why? It's not in a room. And, I mean seems the perfect place it fits because <laughs> that's the only wall that's clear it has to be at an angle you need black curtains around it and it's literally where we walk through to get to the back door right so. and so when i read uh raymond's book i forgot the part about the psychomantium portion of the mirror magic part <laughs> it's separate it's not part of the living space no, it's a it different space entirely completely different yes so we were thinking well we will maybe we'll put it in the attic yeah yeah but uh our attic is warm hot actually and uh, dusty and it's gonna take a lot of work and we have one major problem rats no rats ain't a problem brad <laughs> takes care of the rats what's the major problem the mirror don't fit through the hole <laughs> the access hole to the attic yeah it's forget small. it it's ain't gonna make it we're yeah. going to have to cut the whole ceiling out to get the mirror up there. Mm-hmm. So, nah. So I've been casting about for another idea. And you said, well, just get a shed. Yes. And Let's just get I a shed and do it. Get a shed and do it. And then I remembered we want to put our infrared lights. Mm-hmm. Also, so that we can have a place to do some sweats once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But we don't really have a place in the shaman shack for that. Because it's not that convenient put these light bulbs up and down and up and down and all that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put it up and leave it up, but it's going to take also a dedicated space, a sauna does, kind of yeah, thing. And, yeah. you know, and a shed, a second shed. Yeah, it could work. We might end up with a shed, but, but, um, I can't remember exactly where the inspiration came in. So, at the Inelia Vince chat in Telegram. Yeah, I was in Telegram for sure. Yeah. Somebody posted. Oh, yeah. Something about mud homes. Yes, right? mud and homes. And I remember when I looked at the mud homes, they had all these organic shapes. 
Beautiful. And they beautiful. were, they're like indescribably childlike, perfect. Gaia. Gaia hut. I mean, <laughs> just every bit about it, just like perfect. It is. Yeah. One of our uh, friends on that chat, Tuyilia. I don't know how to actually say her name. Atuila. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she actually wrote the book on him. <laughs> she wrote the book on him. Mud Witch and uh, um, Dirt Witch, Mud Ball. She has a website, themudhome.com. Yeah. You can go there and take a look at some of the yeah, pictures. Yeah, just go check it out. She moved to Turkey and she built her own mud home yeah. there. And uh, she shared some of her books with us. Thank you very she much. Did. Thank you. So we're going to look at those. And we I think we've located a site. And we're going to build a mud home. Secamantium. Secamantium. Slash infrared sauna. Yes. It has two rooms in it. One oh. is a secamantium and the other one is the sauna. Yeah, I think if you face one way, you're going to get sauna. And you face the other way, you're going to get mirror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh. Because it's a mud home and we haven't done this before and, yeah. you know, gonna we're going to build small to start. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be small. And I think that the lights... And she said it, this rainy, I've uh, been living in the rainy forest. It's it was okay to Just build so long the you mud. pick the right roof. The right roof and the right mud? Well, the mud is irrelevant. I mean, not irrelevant, I don't know. I'm no expert yet. Mm-hmm. But the mud is, you know... One we of do the have nice a lot of things place of, around here. One of the nice things about Fossil Beach is that is the perfect dirt. Yeah, it is. Around. It's mud. It's clay. There's a mine for that dirt right next to us. Yeah. That's oh, closed yeah, now, but yeah. absolutely the perfect um, part. Now, on the other part, I think it needs some clay. I mean, some uh, straw or something. I don't know. I haven't read the book yet. Okay. But the... Shapes and the sculpturing of the building. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You have to it's go to that website. Perfect. What was the website again? Themudhome.com. Themudhome.com. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So that's where our Sacramentum is going to be. Sacramentum is going to be. And then I'm planning on meeting some Lemurians. Atulia Bingham. Yeah. I'm planning on meeting some Lemurians in that mirror. Sweet. And I Perfecto. think the sauna lights actually if i just turn one on it'll be the perfect light because it's that frequency light true yes and somehow it might be good if we can make the mud dark black dark is it dark yes i don't know what maybe put charcoal in it Ooh, i like that idea and charcoal is a one of those things that um takes toxins out of your body indeed it does so it matches both Mm -hmm. okay so I'm excited. Those are the kind of projects we're doing. Yes. This is the week that we had. This is the week that we had. I hope everyone else has had an equally interesting, inspiring week. Yes. And if not, maybe join Walk With Me Now or Talk With You Now and uh, find your tribe. Absolutely, yeah. Join uh-huh. and share in these yeah. kind of projects. Build your own sacramentiums mm-hmm. and mud houses yep. and magic dinners. And go to ineliabenz.com for all, all the tools and information, hundreds of articles full of information there. It's a treasure load. And go to ibensacademy.com for the instant manifestation workshop, the long wolf version still available, I think. 
<laughs> it might not be actually. I don't know. I don't think it is actually. No. I think that uh, Lone Wolf version would not. I don't, I don't think that will work. It might I'm be. I think I saw a net for it. Every week, every week we well, have two or three. That's or why four we're encouraging people to do it live because it's, it's the people, so man. Incredible. It's amazing. But so freaking amazing. It's so important that they're the facilitators are involved in oh, the process absolutely. because if you didn't have that Jesus. you wouldn't I don't right. think it would be able to make it happen yeah yeah. maybe one or two maybe people. there's a waiting list they can get on maybe there's a waiting list I don't know talk <laughs> to Iben's girls yes and Walk With Me Now obviously is where we all hang out and um, all sorts of interesting things happen there we also have es.inelevens.com for Spanish speakers oh the Spanish thing you mm-hmm. do that once a week don't you yeah, we have a broadcast on brand YouTube, live broadcast once a week with the Spanish team. And, uh, yeah. Can you say that part in Spanish? Like, like, oh my gosh. Give me like 30 seconds. I don't have seconds. a group of Spanish people to tap into. Hola, como estas? Okay, thank you. Can you give like 30 seconds of introduction into the Spanish speaking you know, part of it so that maybe you can even have a little yes. clip so the Spanish people can even find it? Yes, exciting stuff, right? The Spanish team, but also, at Walk With Me Now, we have a French learning um, group, and it's so much fun. We laugh so much, or a whole bunch of us learning French and a whole bunch of French speakers teaching us. And we have the lead teacher, Julianne, who mm-hmm. uh, teaches us at least five to 15, for the first five to 15 minutes is the something sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to practice on Larry. <laughs> I have to practice on Larry. So you're be- you have beautiful eyes and you have to say with the right energy. So he teaches her how to say with the right energy. Give it a go, honey. I can't remember the French words. Oh my I'm gosh. Sorry, but you got to go back to class. Yes. I have to go back and review that class. Um, and then we're also learning through. Uh, that's all the tools that like the fear processing exercise, the firewalls exercise, and some of the articles we're learning by doing each sentence and speaking it, translating it and learning the, the words in it. So a great team, great, great team. And I couldn't speak a word of French. Uh, maybe one. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and excusez-moi. So that's three. Bonjour, mon ami. No, I didn't know those. You don't know that one? I didn't. I do know. I do now. Oh, good. Um, but so it's super, super cool. And I'm trying to encourage, psychically encourage the German, um, so German individuals have to have one too, so we can learn German. What about Swiss? It's like, or um, Swiss German? Guten Tag. <laughs> right. And bonjour would be the French. And, um, buenos Hola. dias. Oh, it's buenos dias. Buenos dias would be the Spanish one. Uh, okay, so here goes. Para vosotros que habláis español, podéis ir a es.inelevens.com y encontrar las herramientas y el trabajo que está haciendo el equipo de habla hispana de Walk With Me Now, que son un equipo dinámico y fuerte. <laughs> y ¡Boom! Están, <laughs> están trabajando con... Y poniendo las, el trabajo que se ha hecho en inglés de 11 años y ya tienen bastante hecho, así que ir ahí. In French, I have no idea how to say it. German, I'm hoping some German speakers that walk with me now will get inspired and get us learning German. Uh, speak it to Deutsch 
<lacht> Brückende Deutsch. Und ich liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. And 99 Red Balloons. <lacht> <lacht> That was a good song. You know what ich liebe dich means? Uh, I know the words, I just don't remember. No, you don't know what it means. I do, but I don't. Okay, guys, if you speak German, you can tell Larry what I just told him. <laughs> <laughs> love you, honey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love you, darling. <laughs> See, I'm psychic. Yes. I don't know what it means, but I love you, honey. I love you, too. <laughs> I think that's it, I guess. I think that's it, I guess. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone. Yep. And we'll see you again. Next week. Next week. <laughs>